You're listening to The Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Charity Craig. I have had a messy life, but through the mess, I've discovered how to live an abundant life. Now, it's my turn to help you overcome your fears and discover your dreams. I'm going to challenge the way you think about yourself, others, and God. Life is way too short not to live abundantly. Are you ready? Let's pursue an abundant life. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Pursuit Podcast. I hope things are going well for you during these days that seem to be turning into Groundhog Day, one day after the other, starting to look and feel the same exact way. And I'm sure you are probably a lot like me, and these crazy times have really heightened our emotions. You know, they probably have brought up so many fears and insecurities and doubts and questions. And it's really created just kind of like an emotional roller coaster. And so I just wanted to talk today a little bit more about our emotional being. Do you ever think or feel guilty about the way you feel? Like, do you ever just think, oh my goodness, what is wrong with me? Why can I not just get control of my emotions? Like, why am I so angry right now or sad? I can't just, I can't break this sadness and I just explode at the drop of a hat. Like, I've just got to get control of my emotions. I just can't seem to get control. Do you ever feel this way? Like, do you ever just feel like you're just out of control with your emotions? Well, this week, I'm going to tell you how you can get control of your emotions. Are you ready? Here it is. You can't control your emotions. To say you need to control your emotions is to say you need to control the wind or the ocean waves. They're not meant to be controlled, but there are some ways that you can be healthy when it comes to your emotions. And there is nothing wrong with you. Ups and downs, good days and bad days, this kind of bouncy, choppy waters of emotions is okay. It's okay to feel the way you feel at any given moment. Because your emotions are always right. They're a gift from God. They are the window into your soul, into your inner person. That's how you connect with what's going on inside of you. They're, They're the gateway between the outside world and your inner woman. We have been given a wide range of emotions. It's what makes us human and they help us to live a full life and they keep us safe and they connect us to others. They're so elusive and complex. Like scientists have like studied our emotions and they've come up with like 72 and counting 
different emotions. Like it's just such a wide range and there's the positive ones and there are the negative manifestations of these emotions. And there are so many pieces that are unknown when it comes to this emotional side of being human. And for whatever reason, either through society or through like religious teachings, we have been taught and come up with some sort of like moral spin on our emotions. Like we come to this place that we believe that some emotions are good and some are bad and we need to be able to control these bad ones. But the thing is, is there is no moral judgment on emotions. They're neither good nor bad. Now, they do have positive outcomes or negative outcomes, but as far as giving them moral judgment, there is no moral judgment. They give us what we need to figure out what's going on inside of us. So I like to think of our emotional being as kind of how we think of our nervous system for our physical body, our emotional system is for our inner person. It's the nerves with for our inner body. You know, when we stick our hand on a hot stove, and our nerves burn with fire, and we jerk our hand back, ouch, that really hurt. But there wasn't anything bad or to feel guilty or to control, right? Like you never take your hand and be like, I've got to control this pain on my hand. I shouldn't be feeling this burning feeling. It's so bad. What is wrong with me? I've got to control this pain. No, we take our hand off of the stove and we say, don't be putting your hand back on that stove. Your nerves alerted you to something that wasn't right. That's the same thing that your emotions give you for your inner person. So if the emotions are not the problem, what's the problem? Like, I don't want to feel angry. Why do I feel angry all the time? Or why can I not seem to just get past these negative emotions. Like, I don't know what to do with these negative emotions. Well, here's the thing. It's not your emotions that are the problem, but it's the thoughts that fuel your emotions. When you think a thought, a corresponding feeling is triggered, giving you feedback as to whether keep going, this is great, this feels good, or stop something is wrong in here. I like to think of our thoughts and our emotions as the two little siblings sitting in the back seat of the car. And thoughts are the bigger brother that poked the little sister, just quietly poking the little sister. And suddenly the little sister can't take the big brother's like jabs anymore and completely freaks out and starts screaming and hitting her brother. And then the parents turn around and the little sister that's been getting picked on gets in trouble. The little sister is just expressing there's something wrong going on here. And that's just kind of how it is with our emotions and our thoughts. Our thoughts are what the root of what's going on. Whatever it is we're thinking then fuels whether it's anger 
or sadness or happiness, love, it all comes back to our thoughts. So it's not our emotions that we need to get control of. It's our thoughts. We control our thoughts. Our emotions just tell us if we're on the right track with our thoughts. So there are proper ways to express emotions and then there are improper ways to express your emotions and the things that are happening. So last week I talked about how I lost my cool to say the least, on my son. I was triggered. I had so much anger bottled up inside of me that I wasn't dealing with properly. And in one little split second, something so minor triggered me to the point where I exploded on my son and I hurt him in a very deep way. And afterwards, I was left with so much shame and guilt guilt for feel for this anger that I unleashed on my son. And for most of my life, that's how anger was handled. I would stuff, 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 explode. I would live with guilt and shame and I would pull it all back in, tie it all up again, chain it inside again until I could, you know, get it under control again, manage. It, and then suddenly it just one little thing a week or two later would explode it all over again. So that's the first way, right? You you stuff it in, you stuff it in, and then you explode it all over the place on all the people that you love in some random triggered moment. And then it's this vicious cycle of starting all over again. Well, in the same middle, during that time in my life, I had a really good friend that walked this broken road with me and she was just such a great support. And one day she's like, you know, have you ever just really gotten mad about all this? And I'm just kind of like, no, not. I mean, I was so confused because I had never had that question asked me before. She's like, yeah, when I was in therapy, uh, my therapist told me to just really let all my anger out. And she's like, a good way to do that is to go and get in your sock drawer and just throw all your socks as hard and, and much as you can. I was just kind of like, okay, that's kind of random, but all right. And it wasn't until a few days later that something else happened in the middle of our mess. And I was so angry. And it just that thought popped in my head. And I'm like, maybe I should just give this a try. And I did like I went into my kids room. And this is when they were younger. And they had I don't know. It seems like a hundred stuffed animals. They just were, they've been obsessed with stuffed animals. And so four kids all obsessed with stuffed animals. There was plenty of ammunition. And I went in there and I took those stuffed animals and I just began to hurl them across the room as hard as I could. And I began to just scream everything I was holding inside. I told all those stuffed animals exactly how I felt and how angry I was. And I I don't deserve this. I deserve better than this. And I am mad. I'm angry. And I just kept throwing these stuffed animals over and over and over until hot tears are like running down my face. And I was so angry. And I just kept going until I exhausted myself. And I just laid on the bed and cried until there was nothing left to cry. And when I was exhausted and depleted, I felt so much better and I got up and there was something really strange in that moment. 
there was no guilt. There was no shame. I hadn't hurt anyone. I expressed what I was feeling. I allowed my feelings to come out with full force, but it wasn't on anyone. I made the choice to let that come out and I owned it. And then I felt better. I felt purged and clean and I could carry on. I could handle the day. I could handle my life. And so there's two ways to handle every emotion. It's to handle it properly. Let it flow through. Feel it. Accept it. Own it. And then there's a kind where you hold it in. You deny it. Pretend it's not there. That will leave you when it explodes When you sink down into depression, that will leave you with guilt and shame. And here's the thing. You're allowed to feel whatever you feel at any given moment, even if it seems silly and it doesn't make sense. So when my kids were really little and they would get upset about something, I would immediately shut them down. Not always, but you know, in those situations when your kid is crying in the store and you just want to, you're just like, stop it. There's no reason for you to be crying right now. Just stop it. I would shut them down in those situations. I would make the decision whether what they were feeling was right or wrong. And I told them this narrative that what you're feeling right now is wrong. You're not allowed to feel this way. And once I went through so much of my own personal emotional healing, I realized I was perpetuating that same narrative of you're not allowed to feel this way right now. And we try to just squelch this, what we think is a negative emotion. But I was telling them in that moment, you're not allowed to feel this right now. In that moment, I was saying, you're not trustworthy. You can't trust what you feel. And so in as you carry on, as they would carry on through their life, oh, I'm not allowed to be upset, or you stuff it down. You're not honest with what how you really feel, because I'm not allowed to feel this way. And for a long time, I would tell myself that. And then I would realize I was telling my kids that as well. And so the first rule that we came up with was, okay, you're allowed to feel what you feel, but you just can't break something. You can't hurt anyone. So you're allowed to be angry. So we would just say, it's fine that you can be this way. You can be angry. And so even now, still to this day, if I have something and Matt's like, why are you acting like this? Like, this doesn't even, why are you all upset? You should, you don't even, why are you upset? And I, you know, I used to, in the beginning, when I had no no idea why I was upset, I just knew I was upset and I was allowed to be upset. That's what I exactly, I'd say, I was like, I don't know why I'm upset. I'm just upset and I'm allowed to be upset. And if, because it was usually, he was always so confused why I was upset in this moment. Perfect example. He came home right after I started writing again. I just started my blog. I was finding that I was a writer and I loved it. And I just, I just, people kept telling me, you're such a good writer. And I'm like, I am, I'm a good writer. And one day he came home from work and was like, hey, would you be 
willing to write out some copy for this website I'm building. It doesn't need to be like anything spectacular or whatever. Like it just needs to be these points need to be made. So he told me like what it kind of needed to say. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. Sure. And so I wrote something out and he looks at it. He's like, yeah, no, that's not really what I was looking for. I'll do, I'll figure something else out. I, it turned into a complete knockdown drag out fight. One thing led to, and he kept saying like, why are you getting so emotional about this? Why do you care? He's like, I, why are you mad that I don't want to use it? He's like, I don't, like, he was so confused. It turned, it, it just kept escalating. And so till it finally, I was so, I was crying. I was so upset. He was so upset. And he was just like, and I just kept saying like, I'm allowed to be mad right now. I'm allowed to be hurt. I don't know. So I finally, I went in, I was like, sweeping the dining room I was like cleaning and he went in the kitchen and as I was just you know shoving the broom into the floor it I started rifling through all this thoughts that were going through what was it what was I thinking that created this anger and this hurt and this pain and I finally came to the root of it all and I found the truth the truth that I found was that I still was identifying as a person with my writing. I was writing and when I wrote, it was an extension of me. And when he in that moment rejected what I wrote, he was rejecting me. I identified with the words that I wrote. And that's when I realized when he said, nope, I don't want that, he was in my mind, in my deep subconscious mind, I heard him say, nope, I don't want you. Now, when I discovered that, that was painful. And I had to swallow all of that glass down my throat. And I went in and I was able to say why. This is why I got upset. And he would, you know, of course, was shocked and was like, I would, I was not rejecting you. I'm like, I know you weren't, but I now realize I have an emotional attachment to my writing and I felt like you were rejecting me. And now I got to go to work on myself and really started unraveling the words I write of from myself. I had to unravel that. That's not me. It's what I express. It's what I think. It's words that I've thought up and put together, but those words aren't me. I'm separate from those words. And so on the journey, I've had to really kind of come into this place of worth in myself, not in the writing that I have. So now reject what I write. Tell me what terrible things I've just written. That's awful. I don't like what you said. And I know it's not anything to do with me as a person. And that's what I'm talking about. So the anger and the hurt and everything I was feeling was right. There was nothing wrong that I got angry and hurt. I had to go down deep into the root that triggered those emotions. And once I found that root, now I had something to fix. Now I had something to control. That narrative, that story had to change. Let me give another example. So a few weeks ago, I woke up out of a dead sleep because I had this horrible nightmarish dream that 
we have two of our kids' bedrooms are upstairs on the far side of our house. So we're on one side, far side of the house, upstairs, we have two kids' bedrooms. And in between the two rooms is a third room that leads into the rest of the attic of the house, the upstairs. And in my dream, that attic burst into flames and I started freaking out because I couldn't get upstairs to get my kids out of their rooms. And so it's one of those that you wake up and you're just feeling everything that you just dreamed. I was shaking, tears were in my eyes. Like I was completely physically feeling this dream and this panic. And it was so real. I, it took me a few minutes to realize like there really wasn't a fire. And but my thoughts wanted to keep going down that run with that runaway train. I was shake. It was like I couldn't stop myself. And it took me a few minutes that I've been practicing this because I knew it wasn't real. There was no fire. But my emotions were so heightened with fear and panic that I wanted my mind just wanted to keep going with it. And it took me a while to pull that break, that emergency break on my thoughts. And it took me a few minutes because it was screeching for a while. And I finally got that thing screeched to a halt to where I could then replace my thoughts with, there is no fire right now. I have nothing to panic. I have nothing to fear in this moment. Over and over and over, I replaced my thoughts. I had to control my thoughts. After a couple minutes, my body calmed down and I was able to go back to sleep. In that moment, I had a choice. I could continue down that runaway train of panic, thinking of the worst case scenario that could possibly happen, creating havoc within my body with some made up worst case scenario. Or I could choose to take those thoughts captive and replace them with love and peace. It's not our emotions that are out of control. It's our thoughts that are out of control. What you think produces how you feel. You don't like how you feel, then rewind, dig it down in deeper and figure out what it is you're thinking that's creating how you're feeling. So here's my challenge to you. The next time at any given moment you're feeling whatever it is you're feeling, whether it's negative or positive even, give yourself permission to feel these things. Even if you have to tell somebody else that comes back at you and like, why are you acting like this? Hey, I'm allowed to feel this way. Accept what you feel at any given moment. And then I want you to begin to think about what you're thinking about. Start using your brain muscles and start taking your thoughts captive. You're the one in charge here. You're the one in control not your emotions, but your thoughts. Well, thank you again for listening to this week's podcast. You are so special and this world needs you to live your life to its fullest. 
And if you have any questions or want to further this conversation on emotional health, come find me over on Charity L. Craig on all social media channels or feel free to email me at charity at charitycraig.com. This is probably my most favorite subject topic. I am just completely obsessed with emotional health, emotional healing. So if you have any questions, anything you would like to talk about, come hit me up. Let's chat some more. And if you have a minute, would you mind leaving a review of this podcast? It would really get the help get the word out to as many women as possible. But until then, continue to live an emotional and abundant life life.